Welcome back to the How Was School podcast. We're here to empower you and your family to have life-giving conversations. I'm Michael Campbell, pastor of children's ministry and father of three. And I'm Josiah Stumbo. I'm a pastor of student ministries. That's middle school and high school students. And I'm also a father of three. Every month we dive into a question that we know kids and teenagers are asking because we're working with them all the time. First, Michael and I wrestle through it together using the Bible and our own experiences. And then we turn that question into a family discussion for you to have, giving you some practical advice going into that conversation, equipping you with a discussion guide to reference while you're having that conversation, and then providing you with a really cool example of a real family putting our suggestions and discussion guide to the test. Yeah, and and the goal is to provide you with some questions to ask that go a lot further than the age-old, you know, dead-end question, just how was school? So last month, we heard from Jason and Michael, a father and his 17-year-old son, as they had a deep conversation about how we find assurance of God's approval. Yeah, that was a good one. I got to tell you about how that conversation went at my home this week. We pulled out the discussion guide that's in the show notes from last week's episode and went through it at our kitchen table. And it was so good. It was just a few days ago. I was with my wife and my, all all three of them were there. The two-year-old didn't contribute much. The three-month-old didn't contribute at all. But my six-year-old really um, engaged with it. It was awesome. We were asking him questions like, is there, like, who's somebody that you look up to in your life? And Sarah and I were both happy to know that he looks up to both of us. And Bear Grylls is another person he looks up to. (laughs) Um, We had to modify the language and say stuff like, instead of, has God been disappointed in you? Or have have we been disappointed? We would say stuff like, um, when is a time where we said that was really good and we're proud of you? And when were times Mm -hmm. when we said that's not okay and you need to change. So we had to make the language something he could understand, but it really got through to him. There was a moment that it was a good dad moment where I said, do you ever do things that make us disappointed or say that was not good? And he said, a lot. <laughs> he said, and it made me Aww. feel like, oh, oh boy, yeah. I hope I'm not yeah. like making him feel like he's always messing up. So then we were able to affirm him in that moment, like you're a really good boy and you do most of the time you're doing the right thing. But then um, there was a really awesome moment at the end. One of the questions has something to do with, when was the time that you felt God's love for you? Mm-hmm. And the way Silas answered it almost made Sarah and I cry in the moment. I said, when was the time you felt God's love? And he said, when I saw somebody who was alone at school and I went and played with them. Oh. And he had tears in his eyes. Oh. Like He was really feeling it. Like He felt God's love for somebody else and walked over and showed it to them. And I, we were just like, we're so proud of you. It was really cool moment. Man, that is beautiful. You love seeing like the innocence in the heart of your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's a really cool story. Yeah. Well, this month we're going to stay deep. We'll be wrestling with the big question. Why does God allow bad things to happen? A question that has been asked throughout the centuries, both by believers and by unbelievers. But before we do, uh, let me tell you about a conversation that happened in my house this week, or maybe not a conversation, but uh, something interesting. I'm excited. So we, uh, my family, we we uh, we moved to Ohio about a year ago, and we we don't have any pets. We we love them. We love dogs. We love cats. We we love everything. So we felt like our boys were at a point in their lives where they could be responsible for something. But I also didn't want to get a fish, so we agreed to get a uh, 
a guinea pig. <laughs> so uh, we went to the store and we we're on our way to get a guinea pig. And something happens in the spirit of my family where we're like, we're going to get a cat instead. <laughs> and you know me. <laughs> At like, the store? Yeah, like on our way. <laughs> okay. So then we go to uh, you know one of the shelters and we see a cat with one eye. It's a little cute kitten. And I was like, you know, maybe we should get this, you know, feel bad for it. And then the lady was like, you know, we also have two more kittens and they're, they're black kittens. And, um, I was like, all right, I've always wanted a black cat. So <laughs> let's go over. And, um, then the lady told me that they were siblings. They were oh. brothers. So like, <laughs> who am I? Like, I'm not a monster. Am I going to rip these two apart? Like, thank God it wasn't a litter of eight. Like Josiah, I know you know me. So like, you know that I process and like think through things, <laughs> but there was somebody behind us in line. So I was like, let's sign the papers. I'm going to buy them now. So like, I didn't even hold them. I've, I've never touched these kittens before. And I was like, I'm just going to take both of them home with me. So you're too yeah. soft, but you left the one eyed kitten there. Oh, well now, <laughs> now you're heading back. back. <laughs> yeah, thank God it wasn't a litter of eight. Like I, I would have taken all of them, but I that just felt amazing. bad because I, I talked to my boys and I was like, how do you feel if we split you two up? And they're like, no, we wouldn't feel safe. That's sad. And I was like, all right, let's, so wow. that's what, that's what's going on in uh, my house these days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Came back with two surprise kittens. That's amazing. Awesome. Like Michael said, we're staying deep this month. This month, we'll be discussing the question, why do bad things happen in the world? And if God is in control, why does he allow that? This is a tough question for us to tackle in a podcast. It's a tough question for you to try to have with your kids, yeah. but it's a perfect question right now. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. We're also in the middle of some major political transitions in the United States. If you're listening to this in the distant future, we're yeah. in January, 2021. So just go Google. <laughs> You'll remember that. Yeah, just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You won't even need to. You'll just remember it. <laughs> and in truth, it's, it's always a good question because when are bad things not happening? whether that's with us or with others. And for a lot of people, if they don't get the adequate answer to this question, it can become a real stumbling block to their faith. And understandably so. Because of that, we believe this is a conversation that Christian parents must have with their kids as they're developing and before they are sent off to think critically about the world after high school. Yeah, we know that after high school is a huge drop-off rate for Christians that stop going to church, start questioning their faith. They're hit in college with professors or with friends that are questioning everything. So if they don't have a solid foundation to this question, yeah. uh, they are probably going to be more vulnerable to not being able to defend their own faith later. Yeah, so let, let's get vulnerable. Let's dive in and, and start talking about this. So I think when we're having the conversation about why does God allow bad things to happen, it's important that we preface the conversation with the understanding that God's ways are not our ways and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Yeah. You can see that in Isaiah 55. Now, I know that it could be hard to hear, um, but as parents and guardians, we must not always cling to what makes sense all the time, but from the firm foundation, knowing that God is a good God. Amen. Yeah. So with, with that said, we know there are really some some tough things that we have all encountered, whether that's death of loved ones, injustice to the innocent, bad things happening to good people, or even good things happening to bad people, at least from our perspective. 
I know for me personally, that has been the case. And this is mm-hmm. kind of where it gets vulnerable a little bit because, um, and we're, we're all on different levels of this, but five years ago, God wanted my life to change. And my sister passed away unexpectedly, you know, and it was a little early in my estimation, you know, yeah. it was way too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why or what God's plan is, but I trust him. Mm-hmm. So my family and I have grieved through this uh, with each other and with others, and it's helped certainly, but it hasn't healed. Mm-hmm. The grief and pain is sometimes, um, or something that we have to learn to live with. Like a tree, it's, it's rooted deep within us, growing into different limbs, branches, creating roots that can't be removed. Mm-hmm. Yet the, the odd thing is I, I kind of enjoy it because it gives me a sense of not letting her go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's I, complicated. I, yeah, wow. I couldn't release um, like any of those roots, mm. like even if I wanted them to be gone, I couldn't mm. remove them. Mm-hmm. But these branches, however, they create in me fruit that I didn't know I had, yeah. whether that's patience or grace, love, or even a deep meaning of life's brevity, far beyond our understanding or plan. So mm. going through something like this is really tough. Grief and pain that we're all dealing with is a long, long valley, a winding one where any bend may actually reveal a totally new landscape. And it's frustrating not knowing what lies ahead sometimes. Mm-hmm. But God isn't trying an experiment on my own faith in order for to find out its mm-hmm. quality. Like he already knew the quality of my faith, but it, it, it was me who didn't. Mm-hmm. So I needed this situation in my life to deepen my faith in his goodness. You know, situations like this make you evaluate your faith, your idols, your relationships, your your life in general. And I am hurting mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for answers as I'm sure we all are. I may never get the answers, but at least we can find comfort knowing that this is producing in us a weight of glory to be revealed in the end that only God can supply. And I think from a theological perspective, we're not alone in this, whether that was Joseph and his brother's betrayal or Job losing everything, or even the martyrdom of the apostles. God doesn't always give us the answers we want, but we see in scripture that what men means for evil, God actually means for good. He takes the sin that has indwelt this earth and he uses it for his honor somehow. You know, we we don't know that, but God didn't create evil, but he did create justice and we can trust him in that. So good, man. Thanks so much for opening up. And yeah, that's such a real pain. That's closer to home than I've experienced. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, to hear you say that, you could still say that God is good and you can see the good things that have come in your life through the hard thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's... That's amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. So I love that our God is a God who so deeply experienced humanity, mm-hmm. like as Jesus, he came down into this world and he was even called a man of sorrows, right? Yeah. So he totally gets the pain. There's yeah. a possibility that Joseph, his dad died young. Um, we don't know for sure, yeah. but the absence of him throughout the rest of scripture is a lot of scholars have wondered, was Mary a widow and was Jesus fatherless growing up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's like, uh, there's the idea that he might've even lost his own earthly dad. Uh, they, he, and throughout his life, I mean, he, 
he he's no stranger to pain and not, that's, that's right. not just yeah. on the cross as he lived through his life mm-hmm. and so i wonder michael if you ever felt his presence of like he's hurting with you in the midst of your pain dude i i it's, it's totally supernatural because like i think before this happened if you were to tell me like i can get through it like this is going to happen and you're going to be fine i'd be like are you crazy yeah. like there's no way i'm going to be fine mm-hmm. but god's peace literally in my heart surpassed all understanding. And that to me, that's evidence of grace because mm-hmm. that, that couldn't have been the case. There's people who really deeply mm-hmm. struggle with this and by God's grace on me specifically gave me that peace to be like, I am with you and I'm going to use that for something else. Yeah, You know, whether I find that out, you know, tomorrow um, or in 30 years, am I going to be satisfied with that answer? And right now, yes. Yeah. And some people well, with the wrong conception of God as just the one who's playing chess with our lives or something would ask like, why would God do this? You know, um, yeah. and it's a, it's a good question because he's sovereign, um, but it's not a nuanced enough question because he also feels our pain with yeah. us. He suffers with us. And like you said, he didn't, He's not the one responsible for, he didn't create evil, uh, and that, yeah. but he responds to evil with justice. And that's such good news. Like mm-hmm. if we really believe that God is good, we'll celebrate that idea of justice, of judgment, because that means at the end of the age, the good, is, the good will be celebrated yeah. and gloriously rewarded and everything bad will be made right. Mm-hmm. I was reading to my middle schoolers, in second Corinthians about like in the judgment day, that's a judgment for evil and good, the evil yeah. you've done and the good you've done. And so like to imagine God celebrating the good things that yeah. we did is just like an unbelievable image that like we, all right, I'm getting into last month's a little bit conversation that we long for approval. Yeah. We're going to get that stamp of approval on the good things that we did. So the beauty of the gospel is that justice will happen. Good things are going to be rewarded and bad things and bad people will ultimately get what they deserve. So when we ask this question, why do bad things happen and why does God allow it? Well, one part of the answer is that he doesn't actually allow it for all of eternity. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing to be reassured of. And the the way that that's possible is through the cross. That's what we understand as um, the justice that all creation gets in the end. Uh, either we um, pay for our own sins in hell um, or we put our faith in Jesus, accept his sacrifice on the cross. And he already paid the penalty for sin. And so right. if we receive that we don't ever pay the penalty for sin again. And then we just rest knowing that God is faithful, sending Jesus as our substitute, raising him from the dead, and then raising us to new life through that. Mm-hmm. It's Second Corinthians 5.21, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. That's right in the same section where it says in Christ, we're a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. And it's this beautiful gospel that justice has already been served through Christ on the cross. He so willingly took it all. And that's the answer to the problem of evil. God, yeah. Jesus became the answer himself to the problem of evil. Yeah. And it should go without saying that this is actually not how God intended his creation to be. Yeah. You know, He created everyone and everything perfect and we disobeyed, chose our own path. And from that moment on, all 
of sin crept in in all aspects of creation. But that's not the end of the story. Like you said, God will will bring all things to himself. He will restore his creation fully. And that was fulfilled by the life of Christ and the death of Christ. He is uniting completely heaven and earth together. Sin will be erased. It will be defeated. Um, and it's not dualism where it's like good versus evil or, or God versus the devil. No, it, it's domination because God wins and will restore peace because of the love and life of Jesus Christ. And I, I love what you said. Um, it reminded me of Job a little bit because all of like, he lost everything. He lost his family. He lost his possessions. And the friends that surround him, they there's two things that we do with suffering. We either simplify God or we blame God. Mm. And so when we simplify God and just say, hey, God is God, that's not really like what you want to hear. Yeah, You don't want to say that to somebody who just lost their their spouse or, or their yeah. child. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God's in control. Like, yeah. don't say, like, I'm going through something. How can you... Mm-hmm. Just say it like that. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's that's not the whole truth because God does grieve with us. Yeah. And then the other part is blaming God. And mm. for us, this side of heaven who don't know what that answer is, mm. we tend to blame him at times. Mm-hmm. And that's because we don't know and we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of my favorite books in scripture is Job because at the end of it, where Job was was blameless. Like he didn't deserve anything when the punishment came upon him, not from God, God allowed it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, he finally hits that point and Job's like, God, why, why? And God really doesn't give him an answer. He mm-hmm. says, look at everything. Look at all of creation. Look at the animals, look at the waves. Where were you when this was created? Mm-hmm. And that was essentially saying to Job and his friends, what you are thinking is unjust, or unfair is based off of this small understanding that only you can understand. Mm -hmm. Whereas his perspective is, I am everywhere. Mm -hmm. I have this bigger understanding Mm -hmm. and purpose. So get in your place a little bit. But then it it really brings beauty and joy in the life of Job and God restores that, you know, hundredfold. And it's it's not, he's not being in trouble for questioning. Mm -hmm. Like that's the important part of Mm -hmm. suffering we're allowed to question it. And, mm-hmm. and God doesn't rebuke that mm-hmm. because he's just like, I'm here for you. I know it. There's a purpose that you might not understand yet. And I'm here with you. Yeah, that's so good. It goes right back to how you started this theological part of this conversation off that his ways are higher than yeah. our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And if we acknowledge that from the get-go in this conversation, uh, and we refuse to oversimplify anything. Uh, it's an insult to God to try to define him, right? Yeah. It's an insult to try yeah. to put him in a little easy answer. He's, and that's what he did in the book of Job. He blasted mm-hmm. through that and said, no, you have to have a lot bigger view of me. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, we trust that he's, we can't fully grasp all of this. And we also trust that he is good. And it's it's good to acknowledge that he doesn't, cause the evil in the world. He's not an evil God. Being good automatically negates the idea that he could possibly do evil, right? So he is good. He's in control. He's higher than our ways. And let's refuse to oversimplify it and give answers that are too easy, even if that means we have to uncomfortably kind of rest in some mystery sometimes. I think a little bit of mystery is should be expected when we're talking about worshiping 
the almighty God. That's right. (laughs) So let's shift now. That was a pretty cool conversation theologically about this big topic. We could have gone on for days um, and maybe you will go on for days with your family. That'd be awesome. Uh, But let's shift now to talking about how to have this conversation in your home with your kids, whether they're little kids or teenagers or adult kids um, that have grown up and left the house. Let's talk about how to have that conversation. We took the ideas from this discussion and um, we handed them to someone that both Michael and I look up to greatly. His name's Pastor Scott Lessing and he has two teenage kids. And Scott and his daughter, Callie, had this conversation about why does God allow bad things to happen? And we just have the privilege of listening in. Uh, Michael and I were both talking and we'll talk at the end about how much we learned from Scott in this. And we learned from Callie a lot in this too. And so I hope you guys are encouraged, like a really, another really good example of how to have a conversation like this with one of your kids. So listen in, and then we'll talk a little bit more about practical advice after that. All right, so I'll start with the first one. So if you, Josiah, you're going to be If you, under the questions section. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. I love you. Am I supposed to ask you questions? Yeah. Yeah, you can ask them. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. So, Cal, I mean, I know that you know, minus COVID, minus everything that's been happening just recently, what are some other things that have been really tough for you in your life? Personally, for me, when I was in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. um, Grandpa had a stroke, and that was really hard for me. Um, And also when Grandpa passed away in the spring. Of this year, yeah. So COVID time has been really hard for you, huh? Yeah. I know. And I think that, you know, I remember when when my grandparents both passed away. And it's hard. I mean, they, they have such an impact on our lives, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move a different direction. If I just controlled everything that you always did, because I think I know what is best for you, because I'm your dad, why would that not be good? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to learn from my mistakes. Like, mm. I have to be able to make my own mistakes to figure out what to do next time. And if you just controlled everything I did, I would never be able to, like, I also wouldn't know anything. Like, I feel like if you made all my decisions, I wouldn't know how to make a decision for myself. That's good. And so it's kind of like how God is. Can you think of a time when, like, where you questioned whether God was good or not? Um, I can think of, like, a few times, actually. I feel like when Grandpa had a stroke... And then when I was going through everything with my stomach, I quit, I was like wondering, like, why is he letting all this happen to me? Like, why, like, I, am I a bad person? Like, does God not love me? Like, I've always, like, those few times I've questioned that about God. And when it, with your stomach, you had those stomach issues where you would have pain every time you ate and we didn't know why. You went through a lot of testing, like you went through a lot of testing. For like seven months? Yeah, it was a long time. And we actually had long conversations about that. And what would you say now that your stomach's feeling better and we know why it hurts, like we know what causes it. What have you learned on, you know, the other side of it? Like, what'd you learn about God during those times? Um, I learned that 
like even though like the like going through those bad times like I learned that God is like always there even when I was wasn't like super confident in him Hmm. he was still there and like now looking back I can see how I should have put more like trust in him and even even though I didn't he was still there so do you think that changes your perspective like when you go into the next hard time um I think maybe like next time I will instead of like maybe looking to other things I'll like look to God this time and ask him for his help through the tough time that I'm going through that's good that's awesome Cal so what's one example where you were maybe angry about God like I can't believe that you let this happen or you knew this would happen are you serious God did you ever feel that way maybe grandpa Mm-hmm. The stroke, right? Yeah. Um, he had he, he had a stroke, and then he lived that way for five years. He was paralyzed on one side of his body, and that was just really tough. And for all of us, it was hard, right? What were you feeling towards God during that time? Um, I was just feeling like, why would he let this happen to our family? Mm-hmm. Like, we've been so good to him, and I was just confused why this was happening to us. Yeah. I think, well, I went through that same time. The first three months after Grandpa's stroke, I was sitting there saying, Lord, like, how how could this happen? Grandpa's been such an amazing guy. And so I had to go through and look at the scriptures and really figure out, like, why is there illness and why is there death and all these things? And it was really one of the first times that I wrestled through that at such a deep level. And I know that as a family, we wrestled through it. You know what was really interesting during that time was to watch mom. Now, this is her dad, right? Mm-hmm. And to see, like, her faith was never shaken. She never questioned. It was almost like during that time, like, her faith, like, really kind of brought the family together. And this was her dad, mm-hmm. right? So thanks for sharing that. I know that's hard to share, especially because that was so recent, huh? Yeah. Do you ever see God as being, like, unfair like, why does that person over there who's so mean in school, it seems like she gets everything and I get nothing. Yeah. Um, I see it from, like, your perspective. Like, what you were just saying, how, like, I feel like some people are, like, so unkind or so mean and they get, like, way more things than I do. Do you think that God says, <laughs> oh, I like this person better than I like you, Callie, so... I'm going to just give them all kinds of like really cool clothes and the most expensive iPhone and you can go like get your hair highlighted and colored. And do you think God like picks people out and says, I'm going to bless them with that, but not Callie Lessing? Hmm. I don't feel like he does it like that specifically, but I feel like he might like put some people through things. So like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, I know going through everything with Grandpa, it Mm -hmm. really challenged my faith. And now, like, my faith is way stronger than it was a few years ago. So I know, like, in that perspective, like, he put me through something harder, and now I'm closer to him because of it. So I feel like like, it might seem unfair in the moment, but, like, afterwards, I understand. I love this, this psalm. 
is 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 Psalm fifty six three. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Like after everything you've been through with Grandpa, the next time you go through something hard like this, like does that scripture like hit you in a certain way? Yeah, because I feel like sometimes when I have been afraid or like I haven't put my trust in Him, I've walked farther away from Him. But like now, I know that when I am afraid, I need to put my trust in Him because that's the only thing that doesn't change. I'm gonna ask you a really hard question. Okay. <laughs> how do you do that? How do you just like all of a sudden just like put your trust in God at a deeper level or how do you trust him more? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's fine. I love when we can get to the point where we're like, um, I don't know. I just do, you know, like that's fantastic. All right. I have a question for you. What Wait, is- I thought, I thought I was asking you all the questions. <laughs> Okay, what is one example where you were angry about God's plan or his allowance of evil? Um, well, you know um, the story of my girlfriend, Laura, when mm-hmm. I was in college, who um, we were freshmen at Ohio University and she died like a really, really tragic death. And that was really hard for me. I didn't know Jesus then, mm-hmm. but I would say that I was kind of like, I was seeking out God before that happened. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, like when she died tragically and suddenly, like we weren't expecting it, I was really mad at God. And mm-hmm. I kind of put God in a box and put him way over on the other side of the room and said, when, when I'm ready for you, I'll come to you. I felt like, how could God ever let you know, bad things like that happen? Like, why would he do that to me? And like, kind of like you felt with grandpa. And I also felt like he was very far from me. Like he didn't care. Mm. I would say that obviously since then, I've learned that evil's in the world, you know, and a lot of that's because because of sin. We know that, but that God has this amazing plan to restore us, even through our pain and our hurt. And I would say that I definitely experienced that. I felt, you know, back together with God for the first time in my life. Later, a couple years later, after that. And um, it doesn't take away the pain and the hurt though, right? right? Like what, what have you learned about God in the midst of our hurt and our pain? Um, I'm trying to think, sorry. How did we see God show up at times? What have we seen, you know, even not just our immediate family, like the four of us, but even like mom's sisters and like, what do you see happening with mom's sisters that we haven't really seen in years past? Well, we've, I've seen them like coming to church. Mm-hmm. I've seen... Um, I feel like we've also all been way closer right. than we ever have been before. Yeah. I feel like God uses these as an opportunity to bring people together. And I feel that we've taken advantage of that with our family. I, I think I've also gotten closer to God. Like, I think that I've learned that God sits next to me in the midst of my pain. Mm. You know, so he doesn't just take all my pain away and like, like a magic wand goes over it and poof, all my pain's gone. Like, no, like he cares so much about us that he sits right next to us. And I, I, I have felt that God cries alongside me. Like, I think it, it hurts God too. And the scriptures talk about that, like how God has emotions. And there's a scripture, I believe it's in Colossians, that talks about how the Holy Spirit was grieved, you know? And I feel like yeah. sometimes like I've been grieving, God was grieving alongside me and I didn't even know it then. You know, but now like I feel like I can experience God's 
sadness or grief alongside me. And that brings me a lot of comfort. I don't know about you Mm -hmm. to know that he feels the same feelings we have. Yeah. You know, do you have any other questions for me? Okay. So when someone you love dies or something evil happens, what is your natural first response? I usually go to potato chips and ice cream, (laughs) especially if it's chocolate peanut butter cup and then you crush up some um, uh, potato chips on top. That's even better. Um, but I would say now my first go-to is I get sad. I cry. Like I'm, I'm okay with crying now. I used to not be okay with crying. I talk to mom a lot about these things and I talk to God a lot about it too. I used to not do that. I used to run from people. I used to run from my feelings and I used to run from ever talking about the hard things, but I've learned that it's so much better for me, like the inside of me to talk it out. How about you? What's your first go-to? Um, probably ice cream and TV. It's my first thing <laughs> to go to. <laughs> what show? I don't know. I usually watch like a childhood show that is really happy. So you take back to like the happy parts of your childhood. Yeah. And the shows that you remember from that time. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. And then I also, I cry. Um, and I talk to you and mom a lot. Yeah, you do. You do a great job of that, by the way talking through your feelings and emotions. So in John 14, Jesus said this, peace is what I leave with you. It's my own peace that I give you. I don't give as the world gives you in peanut butter and ice cream or peanut butter, ice cream, and potato chips. It says, don't be worried and upset. Don't be afraid. So how in the midst of like a hard time, like how do you take that scripture and say, okay, well, Jesus said, don't be anxious. Trust me. Don't be afraid. I have this amazing peace that you can't get it from anywhere else in the world. You can only get it from me. So how do you get that peace from God? Um, I just feel like reading his word is something that is always helpful. I know like when I don't, I don't, I feel like more anxious and stuff like that. I also feel just, I've been writing down like prayers and stuff like that, which is a great, like it's, help me like connect more with God, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. I love that. What are topics that you wish that we talked more openly about as a family? Um, I don't know. I feel like our family is very open with yeah, each other. Yeah, we're pretty open. I mean, we talk about sure. relationships, your futures, me and mom, like we're open about our relationship with you guys. You know, maybe things that we struggle with or even, dare I say it, argue. <laughs> right? I mean, we t- we're honest about those things with yeah. you guys. I feel like the one thing I can think of that maybe like we don't talk a ton about mm-hmm. is like the things that each of us are personally strug- struggling with. Because mm. I feel like I have no clue like what's like, that's one thing. So only like if you come to us personally, we know we know what that is. Yeah. So is that something that you think we could do more of like a dinner or whatever, like talk about something that's been hard for us and, and share, like go around and just everyone share? Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for saying that. That's great. Okay. I think I have one more question. All right. How can I be there for you when you're feeling down? Mm, Maybe you could suggest that we go out to get ice cream. (laughs) And then you can ask me some really good questions. Okay. Because ice cream always makes everything better. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to do ice cream alone. Right. Right. I, I love sharing about my feelings and my emotions, 
but I think that I need to be asked about it. Okay. I don't think I'm like you and mom. Like I feel like you guys just openly talk about it, or you guys will say, "Hey, can we talk?" Like mm-hmm. you're really good at that. As I try to get better at that, that would be great. Like for you to ask me some questions. All right. Yeah. I can do that. In Genesis, this is a really interesting scripture. The you here is like the evil people. What you meant for evil and to be used like to hurt me, God is going to use it for good. God means it for good. How does that work? Like, do you ever like think about that? Like, oh my gosh, like, like just go back to like what we were talking about with grandpa. Like that's terrible that grandpa died, right? Like it's painful. Yeah. But but God is still using that. He still can turn around and look what's happening. Oh, yeah. Right? We're all closer. They're, we're closer. And I would say that we talk a lot more than we ever did before about the hard things of life. Yeah, I agree. I think you do a really good job of that. I so, used to never. No, you would kind of hide those things. How about this one? In James 1, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I have an example, volleyball. You were really ner- nervous when you tried out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what did like what did the what were those some of those feelings? Like you were nervous about what? About like messing up, not making the team, um, like being embarrassed. It's something I'm being embarrassed of what? that everyone else would be like a lot better and I would be like really bad and it'd just be like super embarrassing or yeah. I would like, I don't know, cause I'm short. So yeah. like I wouldn't even be able to like hit it over the net, something like that. Yeah. And did those things happen? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you still made the team. Right. Right. And I would say that I saw you become a much better volleyball player. Mm-hmm. Now there was another person that you competed with right? And that was hard for you. Yeah. Right? And I had to work hard to get to where I was. And so like for this scripture, like count it all joy when you face trials of all, every kind of trial, like that was a trial for you. And you had to work really hard to become a better player, which you did. Mm -hmm. You, you improved a lot. Yeah. I think that's really fun. And as a dad, like I'm super proud of you. Because I got to see you work really hard, and you did. You 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 got so much better in <laughs> volleyball, and you also made a lot of great friends. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome. It was fun. Glad I could do it. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this interview and I know you like I listened to this a few times because it was so genuine and it was honest and it's clear to see that they've done conversations like this before. This mm-hmm. isn't the first time. There there wasn't um you know an awkwardness necessarily but the way they communicated to each other tackling this truth head on uh was a little bit sobering because they didn't shy away from stuff that would cut deep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when going deep into the recent events in their own family and yeah i love it scott was so encouraging the whole time and then callie was just so able to be wide open with her dad that's so fun i hope my daughters when they grow up are able to be open with me like that yeah to have the presence of mind to understand you know where's 
the emotional side of it, where is God's purpose side of it, and wrestling through those from, a, you know, a teenager is, you know, she was obviously advanced beyond her years and being able to try to wrestle those things through. But I think that's the beauty of having these conversations as parents is because like, if you could start these young, it, it you know, it's more comfortable to be able to have these as they get into the teenage years, into the college years and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I also loved how they closed it too, mm-hmm. um, with just saying, hey, what what can we work on as a family? How can we approach each other better? And being self-aware enough as a family to be able to support each other and get to the root of the issues um, and actively be selfless in that too. Um, yeah, I really loved it. I also love how yeah. they said, I love you all the time. I know, that was so <laughs> nice. <laughs> if that's not something that's commonly said in your home, I'd say break the ice as soon that's as right. possible. It'll be awkward the first few times if there's years that have gone by without saying I love you, but it's so yeah. worth it. Dude, I, I have to say it, like, I say it too much. Like yeah. <laughs> I say I love you all the Like I'll even pretend to be mad. I'm like, Noah, Jameson. I love you. <laughs> yeah. then, this is a funny story in it. I hard via podcast probably, but like I held up the, I love you in sign language. Uh-huh. And then I was trying to impress a friend. I was like, Noah, tell them what this means. And holding up sign language, he's like, that means I love you in Spanish. And I was like, <laughs> gosh. So, so yeah, we say, I love you a lot in our home. So <laughs> That's start awesome. it up. Nice. Um, so let's talk about just some ideas that Michael and I have for, Encouraging you guys as you dive into this conversation with your kids, it's going to look different than Scott's conversation did because it's raw. It's real. It's just a relationship. So one thing to be cognizant of as you enter in is to be committed to creating a safe space where your child feels comfortable to talk to you. So you being vulnerable helps them feel safe. You being straightforward and honest with your concerns or personal struggles will help them do the same. And then just make sure that when they are honest and raw about something, you'd never snap about it because that could quickly that you got a bank account of trust and yeah. you'd steal from that real quick if you uh, if they share something you're uncomfortable with and mm-hmm. then you jump on them for it. So just uh, guard the safety of that space. It's more important, I think, that they feel comfortable around you than you get every piece of your advice in every yes. time. So It really is. And so like when they do open up, don't minimize their feelings either. So like just dismissing it with a, a quick phrase or a quick Bible verse, We know that scripture doesn't always give or address every particular situation that each person has gone through. So major tip, just just hearing them out, like Josiah said, would would go a long way in that relational equity with them. Yeah. Um, We already mentioned this in our conversation about the topic, but um, just to reiterate a few things that if you're going into the conversation about why does God allow bad things to happen, I'd say resolve to hold firm on the goodness of God. Just make sure that you are convinced of that in your own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of that foundation, don't get to, it'd be really easy to get in all the weeds of the tr- tricky theological questions yeah. in this one, but um, don't, so don't be too quick to give easy answers to difficult questions, but also don't feel the need to like um, have deep debates about free will versus determinism or any of the stuff that can come up in this conversation. Keep the end goal in mind, which is to have a meaningful conversation with your kid and also to help them have the foundation that God is good, God's mysterious, uh, and God is in control. And you can hold those things in tension. 
Yeah, and it, it's okay to say like I I don't fully understand, mm-hmm. and let's let's keep learning about this because that's that's the beauty of the mystery. You know, like I said earlier, the frustration comes with that too. But it's okay to do that, and like your your kid's gonna know that if you're just trying to make up, you know, a quick answer that you don't actually believe yourself. So it's okay to say we're keep on, you know, let's keep on talking about this one. But in order to have this conversation, it's important to be grounded that God is always good, like you said. Mm. That foundation could go to some tricky places, but go to scripture. Mm-hmm. Like this is gonna be our foundation because at the end of the day, we don't want it just to be about opinion or how we felt or what somebody told us a long time ago. What does scripture say about the goodness of God? And what does it say about his promises to us and how he treats his children, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The few verses to come armed with, I think would be some about just God's nearness in the midst of evil times. So maybe like Psalm 23, 4, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What a beautiful picture of a God who in the midst of an evil moment is there not as the one causing the evil, but the one who's comforting. Yeah. Or Isaiah 41, 13, I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand says to you, do not fear. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And we could go on and on. There's yeah. quite a few more in There'll the be more discussion in the guide. Notes. Yep. Yeah. Also, we'll run through a couple of the questions that you can be asking your kids, but to get the full experience and so that you don't feel like you have to memorize what we're about to say, all of this is going to be linked in the show notes. So make sure you don't miss the discussion guide there. But a couple of things to maybe start the conversation with your kid. Um, You could just start it off. Maybe you're watching the news. Maybe you're talking about the pandemic or whatever, and then just kind of bring it up. What are some of the big bad things happening in our world right now? Yeah. Or do you ever feel like you're the only one who struggles with a certain doubt, fear, or worry, why or why not? Yeah, or what are some of the hardest things that have happened in your life? Yeah, do you ever feel that God is unfair or mean? And like we said earlier, like Scott did a great job. You can hear some of the questions that he that he kind of went through, but it's really important to to talk about these conversations, yeah. And then if you wanna bring in the idea of free will, I think there's some cool conversation that could be had about like, what if God, never put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden. So what if there was not even a choice for Adam and Eve to sin or not? Um, Would that have been better? And then have a conversation about, well, why did God give us a choice or not? Yeah. Uh-huh. And those will be fun. So if, if you do have those conversations, give us the answers. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some 10 year old had a better answer than I do. Yeah, over the past you know, 2000 years debating over this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, dive into the show notes for those. I hope you guys have this conversation at home and I hope that you share with us how it went. Tell us if it went terribly, tell us if it was awesome or some, probably some mixture of the two. And if you got ideas for other questions for us to answer, if you would like to be on the podcast talking with your kid, Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. We want to be in communication with our listeners. So please feel free to reach out. The best way for you to keep in touch with this podcast and know exactly when it launches. We're trying to do the last Monday of every month, uh, but if you subscribe, then you're for sure not to miss it. So subscribe. I'd love, we'd both love for you to share with a friend who has kids that you think could have 
their communication at home enhanced and encouraged through this podcast. So share around and um, it, you could review us on the apps too. That'll make us pop up a little quicker if anybody searches family conversations or family podcast or that kind of thing. So we really appreciate you listening. We're praying for you guys, our listeners. Take care. See ya.